Hello, my name is Sarah Sloan, and you're listening to The Sarah Sloan Show. Put your fuzzy socks on. Just kidding. Take them off. Hope you guys are doing well. I'm joined here with my father, and we're going to discuss the news. But first, this happened today, and I want to talk about it. So, I love this YouTube channel. I always listen to, uh, or not listen, I watch the this YouTube channel's videos. Um, just if you're curious and you want to see my dumb comments, <laughs> it's called Nomad, Nomad's Nation. And it, it's this guy and he does these bag reviews or just all kinds of bag reviews. I love bags. I love equipment. I love tech. So if you look at my YouTube feed, that's usually what it is. I nerd out on it. Are you a bag lady? <laughs> I'm about to hit everybody with a bag. <laughs> um, but I just, he, he's, he started like a year ago, this YouTube channel. He lives in Hong Kong and he does his videos from Hong Kong, but he's an American guy, I think from Florida. And he's just, he's so fun. And I love the way he just like, I just love his videos so much. And so I always, you know, I'm one of those faithful, like I'll like it when he says to I'll I've subscribed to his channel. I'll comment, you know, if I'm interested, you know, just in what he's saying and trying to continue a conversation. And he responds to every single, um, uh, comment which is really cool. Not many YouTubers do that. So he always responds to mine. And we just almost have this like little thing going of like, he's like, hey, thank you so much for your comment. I'm usually just like, I love your videos and all that. You know, I'm just trying to be very nice and genuine. And so the first time I commented, I do remember saying something. I don't even remember the exact comment, but I remember saying something along the lines of, um, oh my gosh, I love that you're like not preaching at us with environmentalism. Because mm. there was another bag reviewer and he just always does that. And so he's just saying these things like, and you know, uh, you think that this bag is going to make you happy. It's not going to make you happy. We need to be minimalist. We don't need to buy all these things. It's killing people, all this stuff. And he's just talking this way. And I'm like, so you, the guy that has uh, hundreds and hundreds of bags in your house that you never use, you're going to preach at me? when I have maybe like five. So how about you shut up? You know, it on it takes me off to a level I cannot explain to you. I don't even know why it bothers me this much. Mm. And so I've been feeling like this guy, this other guy, has been getting more and more and more into this. And so he did this duffel review today. I watch it. I love watching his videos. And um, it's this really cool duffel. It looks like it's super durable. It's going to last a lifetime. And it, it can go into backpack mode. It's just a really cool bag. I wouldn't get mm. it. I don't get I don't get any of these bags that they talk about. I just think they're interesting. And he segments like five minutes, which is a ton of time of the video to just talking about the sustainability of the product. And so he's like, you know, um, the duffel, they use like 50 water bottles to create this duffel. So it's taking all those out of the landfill. It's wonderful. And I really try to look and see if they really are as sustainable as they claim to be. And I just want to show you guys something. And so he starts like, you know, taking out the packaging. He's like, this is what the bag came with. And he's put like putting all these plastic bags on the, on the table. And he's like, what's the point of this when you, you, when you're packaging, packaging it with it, this. And then he's like, I talked to them later and they're talking about making different kinds of packaging that will be more event- environmentally friendly, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, oh my gosh, shut up. <laughs> I just want to see the video of the bag and see if it's a good bag and if I should get this bag. Can you shut up? Your, You're driving me insane. Your hero has been dethroned. He's such an idiot. Okay, he's not, but I'm so annoyed with him. So I, this guy knows me. He recognized my comments. He knows my picture on there. 
I put this, I put this on the video six hours ago. <laughs> I really love this channel for reviews and not for discussing environmentalism. They put, and I'm talking about the company, they put a lot of care into their packaging. And if people are buying this duffel, I would imagine it could last almost a lifetime. So a few plastic bags is not going to kill anyone. I know everyone disagrees with me. I love your channel either way. And thank you for making these videos. Mm-hmm. So I, I was actually putting something way kind of meaner and sterner before. And I was like, no, I don't want to kill the relationship. Because um, I've even thought of what if I messaged this guy and had him come on the podcast one time. Mm. Uh, I don't think it'd be very good now. Because <laughs> I think I wouldn't help myself and I'd bring this up and argue with him. You could talk about environmentalism. Yes. A favorite topic of mine. But uh, somebody already liked the comment. I thought I would get like 20 dislikes and just like, you're stupid, blah, blah, blah. I hate you. Uh, you're killing the environment. Um but he's going to comment. So I'll probably give an update of what he says mm-hmm. if anybody finds this to be interesting. But, it, but it's really not my bag. Dad, if, if a man comes in here and <laughs> throws a backpack at you, <laughs> don't be surprised. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it's, just, it's one of those things. It is a religion. It's a religion. Okay, so I'm a Christian. If somebody's having premarital sex, I see that as that's a sin. I don't see myself as better than them or less than them, but I I recognize that as a sin. It's so different with them. If I said to someone who's an environmentalist, I refuse to recycle. I will not recycle. I'm living the life of anti-recycling. They would resort to, you're killing the planet. Like I, myself, Sarah Sloan, I am killing the planet. What a judgment. That is way worse than even if I was judgmental against a person having premarital sex saying, hey, that's really not good that you're doing that. Like, in the end, that's not going to be good for your relationship. It's not going to help it to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I really, I would love to see you get out of that lifestyle. You know, just talking to somebody like that, which you can't even do nowadays. That's like, oh, totally taboo. But with them, you're killing the planet because you don't recycle when by the way there's tons and tons and tons of articles that show that recycling is a total waste of time and effort so i am just sick of this environmentalism and here's the other funny part about this the dude's in hong kong so all this stuff that he's purchasing it's usually from the u.s and so it's being shipped all the way to him Mm. so if we're trying to talk about saving with emissions packaging uh shipping containers all that stuff he's the one that's causing more harm than anybody else and yet he's going to preach at us about environmentalism and you know criticizing a company because they put a lot of care into their packaging like what are we supposed to do whenever we're shipping products do you want okay i order a laptop do i want the laptop to just show up on at the front of my house no, I want it to be in a box, uh, in bubble wrap, and mm. then more bubble wrap, and then more bubble wrap, in another cardboard box, in another cardboard box, because I paid a lot of money for that. And I don't care that it's wasteful. I don't give a flip. I paid a lot of money, and if it comes cracked and broken, guess what? I'm going to have to buy another laptop, and that's going to cost even more money, and that's going to waste more products. So let's let's weigh this out here. Sorry, I get very the, fired up about this. I, I think these people believe in grace, amazing grace, toward themselves and their offenses that they commit against the environment, but they're not willing to show that same grace toward you. Yeah, that's what it is. It's amazing. They want to stone you. And then then this is the attitude they're going to say, or he'll probably say, uh, well, no, I didn't bring up this point with him, but if I challenged him on it, well, you have all these bags, so what about you, blah, blah, blah. 
well, I'm a bag reviewer, so I'm helping people to make the best choice so they don't have to buy a lot of stuff. Oh, well, how convenient is that? You're just like the people that ride on private jets saying, well, I'm giving speeches and making it known that there's a problem out there. So I have to go on a private jet, but you mm. can't. It's this elitism. Mm -hmm. It is. It just is. How about you just buy the products you're just going to naturally buy and just talk about those? Why do you have to buy 100 bags? Why? Or have them sent to you to Hong Kong. That's why it's hard to take them seriously. Yeah. Because you see the hypocrisy. Exactly. So, you know, really just telling us they don't really believe what they're saying or certainly don't, not to the extent that they'd apply it to themselves. Yeah. And, and once again, it, it is a religion. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got a religion, whether they want to admit it or not. Mine it, you know, I try to make it more like a relationship rather than a religion, but it is also a, a religion, uh, is, is with Jesus Christ as a Christian. That's mine. Yours is to the planet, to the environment. And I truly believe that God is above all that. Now, I, I'm not saying let's be stupid and wasteful. I'm not going to go out there and just start uh, burning plastic bottles. I'm not going to do that. I'm not saying that. There is an element of stewarding the earth, being careful, uh, you know, not to be hundred percent wasteful but then there's just there's just parts of this that go way too far mm -hmm. way too far so let's quit kidding ourselves i'll update you on what the guy says sorry for taking so long to talk about this i get so fired up um i'll try to calm down okay moment of silence take a deep breath <sighs> okay now another story that infuriates me <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you saw this but uh this was on the epoch times so as well california uh, requires Aztec prayer in schools and civil rights group sues. Can you believe this? So uh, basically, um, parents and a civil rights group are suing California over its imposition earlier this year of a novel public school curriculum that reportedly has students praying to Aztec gods. Uh, and this is uh, from Frank. XU is how you spell his last name. Mm. Do you know how to pronounce that? No. Yeah. I'll just, no. The, curricula the curriculum's un unequivocal promotion of five Aztec gods or deities through re repetitive chanting and affirmation of their symbolic principles constitutes an unlawful government preference toward a particular religious practice. This public endorsement of Aztec religion fundamentally erodes equal education rights and irresponsibly glorifies anthropomorphic... Wow, I kind of said it. Mm. Male deities whose religious rituals involved gruesome human sacrifice and human disbursement. The Aztecs regularly performed gruesome and horrific acts for the sole purpose of pacifying and appeasing the very beings that the prayer from the curriculum in, invoke. Yeah, human sacrifice, cutting out of human hearts, uh, flaying victims, wearing their skin. Mm. <laughs> Any form of prayer and glorification of these bloodthirsty beings in whose name horrible atrocities were performed is repulsive to any reasonably informed observer. So, yeah, they're suing. That sounds like a little bit of cultural bigotry. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that, that's an interesting part of the argument. You, you know, because, well, I'm just kind of thinking their way. Normally they would be very sensitive to the critique of other cultures now i can see you know the general rule no we don't we don't have any prayer in any form to any 
any be, being, whatever it is. Um, but that language that is so critical toward them and th their practices, that doesn't sound like the left I know. <laughs> yeah, and it's tough because, you know, they always preach separation of church and state. Well, mm -hmm. what, about, what about that in this situation? Mm -hmm. um, if you want to create a private school where they are known for worshiping Aztec gods and do that and have the students that are interested in that and the families uh, go join that school. Mm. You know, that's that's what they say to Christians. They say, no, no prayer at all whatsoever. Now, if, if a student on their own time wanted to pray to the Aztec gods and were not um, encouraged by the school, that'd be one thing. But I don't think a kid naturally is going to be like, Aztec gods, I feel like praying to you in this moment. <laughs> I don't even know what they do. <laughs> I, you know, it, it doesn't really make much sense to me, but <clears throat> what I first was imagining as you were telling that story was, you know, maybe it was kind of as an exercise. They would do this one time. But to somehow single out these gods as we're just going to do that regularly. We just picked, adopted them. You know, that <laughs> that's just kind of crazy. <laughs> it I, really is. I wonder if it's, uh, if there's ties to Central American, you know, which as... Uh, Aztec an ancestry, well, that is a, I confused my Mayan and Aztec, and it could be South American. But either way, there's a lot of South Americans and Central Americans in California, and I just wonder if it's somehow tied to that. It might be. Um, and the, the pagan prayer is it, it's going to address the deities by both name and traditional titles. It recognizes them as a source of power and knowledge. It invokes their assistance and gives them thanks. Mm. that's kind of what i do with god i i invoke his assistance i give him thanks mm -hmm. i know him I, as a source of power and knowledge yeah all that maybe they can pray for rain <laughs> that's a they, great idea they're sure in need of it there <laughs> yeah i can't even pronounce the names of the gods Who's mm. yeah <laughs> these kids are going to be struggling just to even pronounce this so, uh, yeah, I'm glad that this is being brought to the light. Hopefully it doesn't uh, continue. But, I always yeah. like to get on my soapbox and say, well, they're just doing such an outstanding job with the basics of reading and writing and mathematics that you've got all this extra time on your hands. with nothing do, else yeah. to do. You know, they're just excelling and they're, <laughs> you know, they're number one in the world in <laughs> education. So with all that extra time, you've got to delve into some other aspects of education like this. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, so now let's go to Biden. This was Kaylee McEnany on Fox News and just giving some commentary uh, about Joe Biden. Look, it doesn't surprise me because we elected a president from a basement. He was not tested. Uh, the only challenge he had was that on that debate stage where President Trump absolutely trounced him in that final debate. Uh, but so we elected someone without any real scrutiny who had, by the way, a horrible record in foreign policy. We've all heard the Gates quote about him 
mm-hmm. being wrong on every major foreign policy decision. So all of a sudden, a few months in, eight months in, people realize, oh wait, inflation's coming. So he has a 39% approval rating on the economy. Oh wait, COVID, he wasn't prepared for that either. It was President Trump that gave us the vaccine. All of a sudden his poll numbers tanking there. Crime, immigration, you name it. And then the Afghanistan withdrawal, which I think just crystallized in everyone's mind how incompetent, how much of a buffoon this president actually is. Well, former White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany has ripped into Joe Biden's embattled leadership in the month of August. Ms. McEnany joined Fox News' Outnumbered as a co-host, where she slammed the US president for the botched withdrawal of American troops from Afghanistan. The Fox hosts were going through a new Biden job approval poll, which was conducted by NPR, PBS NewsHour and Marist. It showed between the month of August to now in September, the president's approval rating has dropped. In August, 49% of those surveyed approve of what the president was doing, 44% disapproved and 6% were unsure. Now, 43% approve of what the president is doing, 49% disapprove and 6% are unsure. Kelly McEnany said the results were unsurprising because he was a president elected from the basement. The Afghanistan crisis and the way the Biden administration handled the operation has been criticised from both sides of politics for weeks now. When it comes to foreign policy in general, Biden has been accused of being too soft and too inexperienced when making final decision on high policy matters. Former Defence Secretary Robert Gates, who worked in both Republican and Democrat administrations, wrote in his 2014 memoir, that Joe Biden had been wrong on nearly every major foreign policy and national security issue over the past four decades. After Joe Biden met with Vladimir Putin in June in Geneva, the US president was ridiculed for looking to be too soft, with Donald Trump even calling the meeting a good day for Russia. Sticking to the August 31 deadline of withdrawing troops led to the collapse of the Afghanistan government and the takeover of the Taliban. The decision has left Joe Biden's leadership under the microscope and as Fox News' Pete Hesketh puts it, the Afghanistan crisis is what has left an imprint on Americans. I can tell you what it is, Pete. You know, they're contrary to what the left says. They say we don't have any binding principles as as Americans as they try to wipe away the things that unite us. But one of those central principles is caring for one another, is not leaving another American behind. It's central to who we are. I don't have to tell you, Pete. It's central to the military, as you know well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think when I saw the polling, and it was extraordinarily high numbers of people who said, no, I don't want to leave Americans behind. And even a majority saying, I don't want to leave Afghan allies behind like the interpreter that helped you and so many others. That principle, when it came into question, when we lost a war we fought for 20 years, left Americans behind, Afghans hanging from planes and 13 U.S. service members dead after 18 months of not losing a service member, I think it just really rubbed Americans the wrong way because it's against everything that we stand together united for. Yeah, I just thought that was a really good, like, uh, mm. sum up of so many different stories. Mm-hmm. Uh Kaylee is just, she is excellent. One thing that's, you know, really kind of amazing from the polling is how high Biden's approval rating still is. Yeah, you know, that's true. It, and it's just to be in the 40s and just really, you know, what, it, what that says to me is people don't want to let go of their affiliations. You know, and really, they don't even have to. You know, they can approve, disapprove of Joe Biden and remain Democrats. You know, died in the wool. But uh, for them, they don't even want to go that far, or that huge segment 
doesn't. So they're really not listening to any news that they that might speak otherwise, and they're holding fast. Definitely, and the the other you know interesting part of it always is that Trump was out there campaigning, and he had huge crowds, mm-hmm. a lot of support. He won the key districts. And Biden supposedly got 85 million votes, which is more than any other uh, person has ever gotten. Mm. And yet, where's love and support for him? I don't see it really anywhere. I, I have not heard a single person say, I love Biden and speak that way. Just with the, the word love or any en- enthusiasm. Usually people are just trying to act like he's doing okay. You know, that's like the most support mm. th- mm-hmm. that they'll give. It's okay. It's okay. Um no, that, that makes no sense. Even being fueled by hatred of Trump could not give enough support for Biden. Mm. It's just, we mm. all know that there was mm. fraud there. And people laugh that off and think that's so stupid to say, but come on, are, are you serious? Nobody, nobody really trusts Biden. And yeah, overall, we should have left Afghanistan. We could say that a million times. Uh, but we can once again say that this was a stupid way to do it. Mm. And it led to deaths that did not have to happen. So that's on Biden's hands. And I hope people remember that and recognize that. And he said that he was going to fight COVID. He was going to take COVID down. And it is just worse than it's ever been. Mm. Really, you might just summarize Biden as just talk, no action. You know, he... He says all kinds of things that are appropriate in the moment and to get the right response. And he just hopes, and most of the time the press does cover for him, it won't be brought up again in the future. You know, the things he said, the inconsistencies of what he said. Just the fact that he can't speak Mm. complete sentences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's really like having a president who's very handicapped and there's just a continual covering for him. You know, oh, yeah. he's just not um, not pressed on anything. Yeah, and I don't know. I really, I, I'm not sure if, I kind of think he is going to run again and they're just going to kind of keep him propped up, you mm-hmm. know, just like keep his head high, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't see who else they're going to have that can replace him that's going to get enough support. Mm-hmm. People trusted Biden. They thought he'd be safe. He'd be familiar. If Obama trusted him, they can trust him. Everybody seemed to love Obama. But mm, it, it's really not going well. Mm. Yeah, I just can't imagine three years from now him being on the campaign trail. Uh, that's just hard hard to imagine. I, I, I don't know when it's going to happen or what's going to happen exactly. Um, but, but I do agree with you. He, he is seen still by so many as some kind of a moderate, although... That should be out the window long ago. But I think that's that was his appeal, is that he was supposedly the Obama moderate. <laughs> even though that even makes no sense. That's like an oxymoron. Yeah, there's been some inside talk uh, that I've heard from some podcasts of people that you know, know these people that work with Biden, and they're saying that he's just trying to outdo Obama. Mm. It's like, oh, Obama would have... Obama couldn't have done this. Obama would have held back. Okay, well, we're going to do it. So he's just trying to one-up Obama. Wow. 
and I will say he is doing it. it I, Obama would not have done half the things mm. Biden is doing. Yeah. And I thought Obama was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a sense, uh, Biden Biden has, uh, I was going to say, oh, Biden. <laughs> Biden has surpassed uh, just the excesses and just pushed the envelope further. Definitely. Okay, let's end with this. Uh, it's going to be uh, <laughs> some updates to The View, our favorite showdown. Oh, wow. I'm yeah. excited. You'll love this. The ladies of The View are together again. Co-hosts Whippy Goldberg, Joy Behar, Sonny Hostin, and Sarah Haynes all reunited at the show's New York City studio for the first time since March 2020. The reunion comes at a perfect time. The View will be kicking off its historic 25th season on September 7th. The show begins its silver anniversary celebration with a return to the studio and the return of the show's live audience and iconic Hot Topics table. I can't believe it's 25 years. I ha I'm still trying to finish the sentence I started in 1997. <laughs> These are the jokes, okay? <laughs> Political commentator Anna Navarro will continue in her role as guest co-host and is set to make regular appearances throughout the season. Season 25 will be the first in a while without Meghan McCain. The conservative commentator exited the show in August. You know, this has been a really wild uh, ride the past four years of my life. It's been uh, honestly the best of times and the worst of times in all ways on and off this show. To fill Meghan's spot, the show plans to welcome other conservative voices to guest co-host throughout the season, starting with former Utah Congresswoman Mia Love. Additional guest co-hosts appearing in the coming months include Condoleezza Rice, Carly Fiorina, Gretchen Carlson, as well as more familiar faces, like The Real Housewives of New York's Ebony K. Williams and former Southern Charm star Cameron Eubanks. And get this, in honor of the landmark season, the show will welcome back former co-hosts, too. They'll revisit The View on Flashback Fridays to help celebrate the show's incredible milestone. That celebration continues online with a special podcast series called Behind the Table. We thought we could celebrate it by bringing back the people who know it best. Hello! Hi! I miss you guys! How are you? For a special podcast series from The View. I'm so glad I did my hair. <laughs> You'll hear co-hosts talking about what it was like to sit around the view table. The podcast will feature women who have had a seat at the table as they share never-before-heard stories and reveal first-hand details behind the headline-making moments that cemented the talk show in pop culture history. These seats have been filled by such amazing, powerful, strong, intelligent women. Remember the meetings we'd have in my dressing room? That should have been the show. <laughs> Even jump into stories I've never heard. I went back to my room and she fired me. E.T. spoke with The View co-host Sarah Haynes back in 2020 when she returned to the show after after leaving in 2018 to join Good Morning America. The panelist opened up about why it was important for her to return to the iconic round table. Who wouldn't want to come back to that round table? It was an honor the first time. It, it, it's, it's a, again, I said it best, I think, when I said it's like shooting, it's like catching a shooting star twice. I feel like this was such a gift for me. Um, to sit next to these people, when I, I, when I got the opportunity to leave, I, 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 it was amazing. But to leave The View, I had fallen in love with this place on so many levels. It wasn't just the people at the table. 
Yeah, so I don't know if you saw uh, she had a gun to her head while she had to say that. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so <laughs> that's the view for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> boy, I guess after uh, 24 years of not watching it, I just maybe ought to start. I think so. So they said they started in 1997. Oh, boy. That was the year I was born. <laughs> wow. Oh. Boy, that, that has impacted your life. I guess it was like a counterbalance. It was like that began, and then God was like, we must fight this, and then <laughs> he let me be unleashed on the earth. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And I've been fighting the view ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Megan McCain's gone. Uh, you know, I do, I think they tried to make it seem like she wanted to go. Mm. I have a feeling they told her to go. That's what I think mm. happened. It seemed like there was a pretty big fight between her and Whoopi right before then, and yeah. But that's kind of the vibe you get off of it. Like, oh, she wanted to leave. I don't think that's the case. It's kind of like a married couple that has terrible problems. And, um, you know, the husband beats up his wife all the time. And then she leaves. And then he just goes around and saying, my wife left me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I Condoleezza Rice. Oh, boy. Yeah, that'll be really good. Uh, you know, I wonder what it's like for conservatives to go on uh, Gretchen Carlson and Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Gretchen will probably be the smoothest. Mm -hmm. um, I think Condoleezza Rice and Carly Fiorina. Carly Fiorina will be the most awkward. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know why this. They keep on acting like she's so good on, on camera. She's usually mm -hmm. very stiff and awkward. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not saying she's not a smart woman. She definitely is. But, yeah, I've seen her on some stuff, and it's, it's usually hard for her. I think the best she did was when Trump was criticizing her appearance. You know, that, yeah. that, that gave her some ammunition and a kind of fight back. and Yeah, and that's, that's pretty much the furthest she could go. But then mm. she said that she was voting for Biden. Mm. So she lost my love there. Right. Just like, okay, I get that you're angry at Trump. <laughs> How about you just not say anything? <laughs> right. Instead of saying you're actually going to vote for Biden. Yeah, her conservative career is over. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. The, trust me, they, they don't hire the really good conservatives. Mm. Like, you're not going to see them hire Candace Owens. Mm. Mm -hmm. Plus, Candace Owens would literally wipe the floor with all of them, <laughs> you know, using Whoopi's hair, <laughs> <laughs> which I've heard is very good to help clean the floors. <laughs> if you have a smudge there, get it right out. Dip it in Lysol. <laughs> yes, uh, but the voices that they have, and mm. it, even in this clip alone, it's just so fake. That This kind of woman stuff, it just grosses me out. It mm. makes me like sad to even be a woman. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, we're so glad to see you. Oh, yeah. ha, ha, ha. It's just like, oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> just a fakeness. Yeah. And, and one of them was hugging Whoopi, and yeah, they were just like, Whoopi's not a hugger, and Whoopi like, literally looks like she can't stand uh, to be hugged by her, so mm. <laughs> all the love, all the love between the ladies. Well, and sister actually looked like more of a hugger. So. Yes, she did. She did. <laughs> oh, she was so good in that movie. Yes, true. Oh, man, I she, wish she was always like that. She should have just stuck with that. Yeah, just do that. Stay off the View, please. Uh, yeah, we need to play some View clips from the past, especially that Bill O'Reilly one. <laughs> <laughs> he he really got them all so good. What a classic. <laughs> Uh, walked out on him yes <laughs> yes uh that guy's so good um so let's go to the verse ecclesiastes 8 and then we're gonna go to 14 so there is a vanity which occurs on earth that there are just men to whom it happens according to the work of the wicked again there are wicked men to whom it happens according to the work of the righteous i said that this also is vanity yeah so just uh the aspect of 
good men. Bad things <laughs> happening too. Yep. And then bad men, good things happen mm-hmm. too. And that you see that all around. And it's really it's really crazy. Um yeah, Elizabeth always notices this. She says that she can't get away with anything if mm-hmm. she even tries to do anything bad. Mm-hmm. She, for some reason, people always notice, or so you know, it kind of causes her to not do bad things. Mm. Uh, versus, there's there's people that just they can get away with anything. Oh. A, a very obvious, blatant bad behavior, and they get away with it completely. We're sons and daughters. Yep, it's just different for us. So it, it is good in, in because it's it's not allowing us to live like an unbeliever, you know. And who would want to? Yeah, it's true, it's true. So it really is good in the end. But yeah, it, basically you're being watched, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and in the end, okay, you know, you aren't supposed to do those things anyway, so don't do them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, getting away with it is a. Is, isn't really the right way to say it because you, you don't get away with anything. Yeah, and that's what, that's what he says. That's what uh, in Ecclesiastes they're saying. It's a vanity. Mm. And even just being jealous of the fact that people get away with doing a bad thing. We, sh- we shouldn't even be jealous about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, okay, they, they can. We can't. We have mm-hmm. to live differently. Otherwise, what's the point? Mm. What is the point of following God if you're not supposed to live differently. Mm-hmm. So we covered a lot. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I hope that you are happier than you've ever been. And if you're not, go talk to a counselor. Have a great day. <laughs>